Sometimes, when you have a big idea, it's not that you're afraid to take the first step. You just don't know what the first step is supposed to be, and what the heck do you do when that big idea comes at a really inconvenient time? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm so excited for the conversation we're going to have today. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach, and I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today's listener question, I think the way like the experience goes for some people is that they're not really born entrepreneurs. They're not born with this like you know, sort of ingrained drive to create and develop and to be their own boss and to sit on a ledge and tell the world, this is who I am, what I do and how I serve. But sometimes, even when you're totally happy with what's in front of you, this good idea starts to burn and fester and in, and ignoring it makes you feel like you're ignoring maybe a piece of yourself or potential or that you're keeping yourself small when you could be playing big. However it goes, so many people in that moment of inconvenient timing don't know what they're supposed to do. That's today's listener. So I'm going to read the question and I'll find you on the other side. Hi, Heather. I have a great job. I love it, honestly. It pays me well. My boss challenges me in a good way and always encourages professional development. I am currently climbing a ladder that I want to be on and I'm looking forward to climbing. My coworkers and and I are close and we have a great working relationship. When I'm not working, I love to cook. Specifically, I love hosting dinner parties. I love gathering people for an evening of food and conversation. This year, I started doing pop-up dinner parties where I would invite four people and each person had to bring someone I hadn't met. I thought it would make for more inviting dinner conversation. What has transpired since is just incredible. I do these once a month now, and now I have friends I never would have had otherwise. They have friends they wouldn't have had otherwise. I don't know how to explain it other than to say it feels like I'm creating a movement. I can see this becoming a viable business. I see how people are lighter when they leave my home. I feel like we're attacking loneliness and the isolation of our two connected lives right on, head on, directly. And I'm positively in love with everything I'm doing and everything it's creating. I feel like I'm ignoring this voice in my head that tells me it could be bigger because I don't know what that actually means and or how I would even start. I'm not an entrepreneur. I listen to your podcast because I found you from an article you wrote, not because I'm a business owner. I don't even know the right question to ask and I don't want to sound dumb, but does this situation make you think anything? Do you have any ideas or thoughts on what I should be thinking about or considering or what I might do next? I'd like the buzzing to stop, but I'd also like to do something pretty great. Okay, I love this question and I love your idea. I love your concept of these, you know, sort of just engaged in real life opportunities to have really good human connection and conversation. Well done, well done. I hope you're really proud of yourself for like what you've already done, what you've already created for yourself. And I want you to look at the number of times from this letter and all of the steps that led to it, how many times you 
had an idea, you thought of something, you like, you know, sort of like spaghetti on the wall, you just threw it out there to see if it would stick, and you said yes. So often, when we have ideas that feel bigger than us, we tell ourselves, oh, I couldn't possibly, or what would I do, or I don't have any business doing it, maybe I should tell some other entrepreneur about my really great idea, and they can go and do it. Because you don't see yourself as capable of doing it, nor do you even like feel like you are prepared it from a business sense as to how to do it. And one of the things that I just, you know, sort of comes to mind as I read your letter um, is this idea that you keep thinking about this idea as having some sort of final answer, like some big business where you're creating regular dinner parties and um, creating all these opportunities for conversation and connection. What I'm wondering is now that you know you want more, that's what that idea in your head is saying to you. Like, I want more. This could be a little bit bigger. This could actually be a business. This could, you know, this could be an idea that has legs and that people will, you know, sort of lean on it and buy into it. You have all of these ideas, all of these thoughts. What I would encourage you to think about doing is when you're in idea mode, what does the initial idea look like? Is it people paying to participate in a dinner party? Is it people reimbursing the host for the cost of the food? What is the sort of heart of the matter for you? What if you were to be launching in a month, what would you be launching and what would that look like? And you don't have to have the full business plan with all the trajectory and all the numbers and all the data. But just kind of like the, the gut instinct of what you would want to do. And what I would encourage you to do before you make a commitment to changing things with work, before you make a commitment to doing investment in a business or, you know, even starting it as a side hustle, I would move through the world and walk through the situation as somebody who is doing the thing that you've been thinking about. So if you have this idea, for example, um, that you're hosting a dinner party and you're not actually involved in the conversation, you're just facilitating the event space, offering the food and uh, managing reservations or something like that, you could tell, you could invite eight people who have bought into your concept to just come over for dinner within the parameters of what it is you imagine. So if you're imagining that they do a subscription fee so that they come to like a year's worth of dinners, if you're imagining that they get to pay kind of a la carte style, um, that you're going to be topic driven whatever that sort of buzzing is in the back of your head, before you decide that you want to make any shifts at work, before you make any kind of commitment to being a boss, running your own business, and making this legit, do it one time. Get And you have to charge for it. That's going to be my other challenge. But do it the way you imagine it. Do it the way the buzzing is telling you it's a good idea. Just do it one-on-one -on -one for this one time with people you already know who are at least familiar with what you've been doing this year and are invested and engaged and like the idea. Charge for it so that you get used to being a business owner who asks for the sale so you let people know that you're doing this as a way of building business, but also too, I would hope simply reimbursing you for the cost of food and all of the you know supplies that go into a dinner party. But set yourself up for one time, one meal. 
have that dinner party just as you imagine, just as if you were imagining this is the first night of the movement. And then after the dust settles, probably two to three days after you have the event and all of the initial um, stress is sort of out of there and all of the initial reaction and excitement has calmed down, where do you end? Like when you look at it and you look back at that night and how it went and the planning involved, did you love it? Did it light you up? Did it make you happy? What's your reaction to it? Did you find yourself going, oh my gosh, I want to do this again? Or were you like, thank goodness, I don't have to do this for another month? What was your energy level like? Now, obviously, it's going to be impacted if you're planning that in conjunction with your nine to five. It's obviously going to be impacted if you're paying out of your pocket for the expenses that go into an eight-person dinner party. But if you were to just look at it, do it one time, you then have the data. You then know what it's like to move through the world as someone who does this. And you can take that one step at a time by running another one. You can start to realize what are the routines and structures that you need to set and plan dinner parties because they're all like little mini events and event planning is a big business that takes a lot of time. So what goes into planning mini events? What's your operating procedure? How do you choose the menu? How do you make the list? How do you plan for cooking? All of those things you can start to conceptualize for yourself as if it's already a legitimate business. You then get to decide if you like it because yes, it's a good idea. And yes, I absolutely positively agree with you that we're entirely too plugged in and we don't know how to talk to people. So I do think you have a need and I do think this solves a pain point, but I'm not convinced that you want it to be you, especially if you recognize that the writing is on the wall, that with your professional ladder that you're climbing at work and people investing in you there, that ultimately you might be in a position of having to choose between the two. I don't think you should put yourself in that position simply because you've had an idea before you test it, before before you do it and then you do it again to say, can I handle the repetition? What does my energy feel like? How does this feel to be doing this right now? My story is, is if you can create a one-time only experience that is nothing for your client or consumer, it's purely for you to be curious, to look at whether or not this works and how it feels for you and how it sits in your skin, you will be able to see if you want it. Right now, um, if you were to go on Facebook you could see and do a search for a woman. Her name is Jennifer Carrada, um, and she's the Cheesecake Fairy. So you could find her business page, the Cheesecake Fairy, and she's a therapist. Um, she and I have been in uh, therapy online forums for years and years and years. She owns a group practice, and recently she was looking for a little passion project. She started making cheesecakes, and month by month, it's gotten a little bit bigger, and now she's renting space in a commercial chick uh, kitchen and starting to to sell her wares at different um, like farmers markets and stuff. She's still doing therapy. She's still doing the um, private practice a little bit, but she's also exploring what it means to be a full-time kind of real retail person. But it started so small doing one order for one party and then, you know, taking 
private orders from people that she was Facebook friends with. And it's just grown. So now she has cheesecakes that go into local coffee shops and she's popping up all over in her local town. So it didn't, she didn't decide she just wanted to like burn the private practice down and build up a cheesecake business. She just started making cheesecake because she needed something that would make her happy, that would light her up, that would fulfill her. So she just did it that one time. And if you scroll through the history of her page, my guess is you will see the sort of process. She didn't start with, I'm going to grow this business. I'm going to have my own, you know, uh, commercial kitchen. It started with, hey, who likes cheesecake? So I would think about your big idea that way so you can grow into it. So you can start to see yourself, you know, solving problems, figuring it out, saying yes, and then you'll be able to real easily. Well, it's not always easy, but at least in real time, check in with yourself to see if you like it, to see how it fits, to see if it moves you, to see if after you rinse and repeat and you're actually doing it for your business, you're actually doing it for a job per se, that you can evaluate whether or not this is for you. Because once you decide it's for you, you then get to decide the how. You can decide the timing. You can decide how big or small you make it. Just because you have this idea doesn't mean you're not in control of the trajectory of how far it's going to go. You could just run these things quarterly. You could decide that if you get three weeks off a year from work, you're going to do, you know, one week a year, you're going to host these dinner parties and maybe you'll host three of them or something. You get to decide the pace and the timing and you can get in control of it. Just because you have the great idea doesn't mean you have to do it now. But before you pursue it, before you say, I want to learn about business building, I want to learn about developing a business plan and attacking marketing and all of that. Do it one time. And remember what I said in terms of having a charge associated with it. I would like you to charge your worth and to think about what, if you, whatever menu you're planning, um, what would people pay for that menu if they were to go to a restaurant and then charge that. Something along those lines so that you can get used to um, being a business owner who asks for the sale and who you then get to check in to say, how do I feel about selling? Because if you do turn this into a business, you are absolutely positively, it's non-negotiable, you're going to need to sell. And people who haven't thought about that before often trip up at the beginning stages of their business because they're afraid to put themselves out there. They're afraid of being salesy and spammy. So instead they take no action. So what I'd really like you to do is whatever idea you keep batting away, whatever version of it it currently is, because we know the more you think about it and the more you do it, the more things will start to shift and change. But then do it that one time. See if you like it. See if it lights you up. See if it feels close to how you have imagined it would be. And then you'll be able to decide whether or not you want to move into it full time, whether or not you just want to ask your your current job to like shave 15 hours off your work week, whatever it is you end up imagining, then you can get clear to the how, but you got to get yourself committed to the idea first to make sure you want it so that you can be willing to fight for it. I think you have a really great concept here. I think you have a good problem to solve. Being really happy in your job, but having an idea for your own business, probably to you, 
feels like being pulled into two different directions, but it truly is a good problem to have because it sets you up for success and choosing the life you want on your terms. Thank you so much for reaching out. I really love the opportunity to answer this question. If anybody listening would like my two cents on their problem, you can always find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. And if this show is valuable to you, if you're finding worth in it, I really would appreciate it if you could please take the time to leave a rating or review in whichever podcast app you found this show. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.